Well, imagine for just a moment, if you will, it's your special day. You're having family and friends come over for dinner, or perhaps you're joining them at a restaurant. Uh, And it's all because you're celebrating your birthday. They are thankful for you, and you are grateful to the Lord for another year to serve him here on this side of eternity. Your friends and family gather around the table and laugh and remember funny times in your life. You get to have whatever you'd like for dinner that night, of course. And one of your family members lets you know that they have taken care of the bill. Uh, at, at the end of the meal, they, they surprise you. Someone carries out a cake, beautifully decorated and very much on fire. It is set down before you and your guests, and your guests begin to sing a familiar tune. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday to you. You blow out the candles as soon as you can, and everyone gets to enjoy some delicious cake. It's your birthday, and everyone is here to celebrate you. We mark each and every year by recognizing the day of our birth, perhaps to help us remember how old we've gotten. Again, I had to stop and think real hard the other day to realize that I'm going to be 39 in December. And with birthdays and celebrations come songs. Perhaps it's happy birthday, or perhaps it's this little chestnut that I learned during teen church camp back in the day. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, that was, that was ONU teen uh, band came up with that little song. But every year, on December 25th, we collectively recognize and celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus. Do we sing him happy birthday? Do we get him a cake? And... More importantly, would it be angel food cake? Leading up to Christmas Day, we will be experiencing messages with the themes inspired by the lyrics to the song we just heard a few moments ago, Noel. Now, the lyrics will help drive the theme to the series, some bits and pieces that um, pop up in that song. But also, because I'm a preacher, every once in a while you're obligated to come up with an acronym for a sermon series. So, Noel has four letters. Perfect. N-O-E-L. N is going to stand for nativity. Uh, this week it's all about his birth and how we might celebrate it. O stands for omnipotent. Next week we'll look at, this, how, at the all-powerful God and his interesting, shall we say, idea to give up all that power to save us. E stands for evidence. Believe it or not, many people doubt the birth of Christ. But what does the biblical, historical, and geographical evidence say? Is there evidence to convince is there enough evidence to convince you Jesus is real or does it take something other than evidence? And then L in Noel stands for light. We will look at John 1 and take a deeper look into Jesus as the light of the world. Each week, we're going to reflect on this line from the song, Come and see 
what God has done. But for today, we're going to look at the nativity, the birth story, if you will. For we don't get to the rest of the story of Jesus without first observing and marveling at his birth. Sometimes you can learn something new about a word that you have known for a very long time just by looking it up in the dictionary. Here's some of what the dictionary says about the word Noel. You know, of course, that's not a word that we typically use in our, our common vernacular. But so here's what the dictionary taught me about this word. It said, English speakers borrowed the word Noel from French. It can be traced further back to the Latin word natalis, which means birthday as a noun or of or relating to birth as an adjective. Noels were being sung in Latin and French for centuries before English speakers started using the word to refer to Christmas carols in the 18th century. The earliest account of the word Noel, or spelled N-O-W-E-E-L-L, Noel, being used to mean Christmas, was in the late 14th century Arthurian legend Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. So interesting bit of literature where the word was actually uh, first published as far back as the 14th century. Naturally, I wanted to know more. I'm very inquisitive like that. <laughs> this scene that we have up here, of varying proposals here, this scene called the nativity scene, it's included, it includes Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, usually an angel, various animals and shepherds, Sometimes magi that are always about two years a little bit later, the back of the sanctuary today. No matter what, this symbol, this is a symbol of the season, and it tells a story, and we call it the nativity scene. But why? What's this word nativity? Once again, the dictionary to the rescue. Nativity is one of the many words born from the Latin word nasci, which means to be born. The gestation of this word was a long one. Naski developed in Latin into nativitis, meaning birth. Okay, enough dictionary reading. We're going to get into scripture here soon, I promise you. Nativity, Noel, Christmas, happy birthday to Jesus. That's what we're saying when we celebrate Christmas. When we wish another Merry Christmas or a joyous Noel. And just like your birthday or mine, we use song to celebrate that day. The first Noel, we wish you a Merry Christmas, away in a manger, angels we have heard on high. Songs help us to recall and songs help us to celebrate. Even before Jesus' birth, people were rejoicing because of him. We have a record of it. Chart-topping tunes by the Virgin Mary, Zechariah, John's dad, and even a chorus of heavenly hosts. Christmas is a time for celebrating the birth of Christ. Through these three songs today, we will hopefully find our voice and join the celebration of what God has done. Let's look first at Mary's song. It's found in Luke 1, starting at verse 46, and we'll read through 55. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. 
From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him. From generation to generation, He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel and remembering remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Mary sang all this. It says said, but it's entitled song. Let's just picture she's singing it, to be honest with you. She's saying all this in response to a surprising revelation from Elizabeth. Elizabeth took one look at Mary, knew what God had done for her, and what what he would accomplish through her. And Elizabeth's own baby, leaping in the womb as he was filled with the Holy Spirit, all of this comes together, and Elizabeth responds to all of the stimuli and says, in verse 45, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So Elizabeth confirmed to Mary what God has and will do through her. So what does Mary do? Mary sang a song of praise to God. Mary sang a song of praise to God. And Mary's song reflects a couple things about her. Her humility in response to God's graciousness. It says he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. She was humble. She knew she wasn't a queen. She believed what was spoken to her, and she recognized that by virtue of being the mother of the Messiah, she would be revered. She doesn't linger on this point in her song. She continues to give God praise for his mercy that extends to those who fear him generation to generation. Mary knew that she was but a player in the great big story of God's redemption. She wasn't the Savior. Hear me now. She wasn't the Savior, but she was honored and blessed to be chosen as the mother of the Messiah. Another song comes a few months later. Elizabeth is giving birth to her son, and her husband, who has been mute since before the pregnancy, is there. His name's Zechariah. But when it came time to name the baby, Zechariah was finally able to support his wife in naming their son John. And then, after he's able to communicate that, Zechariah sings the following song found in verses 67 through 70. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies 
and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. I went a little bit further than I planned. Sorry about that. That's okay. This song was a response, okay? It was a response as well. Zechariah sang his song because he was so filled with what? The Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't trying to show off. He wasn't trying to make a number one hit song. When the Spirit fills a person, all that person can do is ooze praise to God. And some people like Mary and Zechariah do so in song. Recalling what God has done is an important element to giving him praise. God has come to his people to redeem them. This is what Zechariah recalled. He remembers his holy covenant and God rescued us from the hands of our enemies. That's what he's singing about here as he responds, filled full of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah prophesies on his son, John. And guess what? John isn't the big show. He isn't the big deal. John's biggest job will be to prepare the way for the Lord. You see, John's story intertwines with Jesus' story. Both miracle births, both foretold by angelic visits, both important pieces to God's plan for rescuing his people. But this song would fall flat if it wasn't for the upcoming birth of Jesus. We praise God by recalling what he's done and declaring what he will do. We praise God by recalling what he's done and declaring what he will do. That's what Zechariah did. He had hope and he shared that through the first words he's recorded saying after his ability to speak was returned to him. We have the song of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We have a relative, Zechariah, giving praise and singing words of hope and faith concerning Jesus and John. Now we look at one of the shortest Happy birthday songs in scripture. And that's the angel's song. Look to turn to chapter two of Luke, starting at verse eight, and we'll read through 15. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests when the angels left them uh, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to bethlehem 
and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Have you ever been to a music concert before? We're going to have some coming up for Christmas. We've got a bell choir concert happening this afternoon. Perhaps it was a famous musician or band. Maybe it was just somebody you knew playing the bells (laughs) or performing bluegrass music. I used to go to a lot of Christian concerts back when I worked in a radio station. One thing that seemed consistent across all genres of musical performances, there was always an MC. An MC. You know what MC stands for? Well, uh, it stands for Master of Ceremonies, uh, though I have heard it referred to as Microphone Controller, if you like that one. But no matter what you call the MC, he or she is the person who introduces the artists. They tell a little bit about the songs that you're going to hear. Uh, they warm up the crowd with a little bit of humor. And one of their other very important jobs in a performance is to stall between songs as the musicians get set up for the next number or have complications that they need to resolve before they can begin. Uh, so many people stall so uh, the guitarist can restring really quickly their guitar. I've seen that a number of times. This angel of the Lord in verse 9 was the MC. Sometimes people name this angel Gabriel after the angel who spoke to both Zechariah and Mary. But just to be clear, Luke doesn't identify the angel has a name. Whether the angel had a name or not, he did the work of an MC. The angel warmed up the crowd and prepared them to hear life-changing, history-shaking birthday song. And what was that song? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Sometimes just reading those words doesn't cut it. In fact, many years ago, a composer, George, by the name of George, you may have heard of him. Uh, His middle name was Friedrich and his last name was Handel. George Friedrich Handel composed an oratorio that included a song called Glory to God inspired by this passage of scripture. The oratorio, if you don't know what that is, it's a music that has no acting or costumes or sets, but it still tells a story through music, is a traditional experience for many people around Christmas time. I want to, if if it doesn't take too much difficulty here with my technology being what it is today, I'm gonna go ahead and play for you just a couple minutes of that actual song uh, from... Handel's Messiah. Let's see if we can get it to go, perhaps. Sorry for the delay here. Be easier if I could actually download these songs, but I can't. Here we go.
Handel's Messiah. And before all of this singing took place here in the scripture, the shepherds were given specific instructions by their MC of how they may prove the angelic vision, visit, excuse me, wasn't just some group hallucination. You know, that's actually, we'll talk about that in people in the evidence uh, sermon, but there's a lot of people who think a lot of things that happened in the Bible were based on group hallucinations, which is scientifically uh, impossible, but we'll, we'll, we'll unpeel that onion in a different week. But they could find, these shepherds could find their savior wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And did you notice it? The angel gives these details, knowing the shepherd's response will be to go and see for themselves. Gives them the details so they can go and see for themselves. And when they're given, when we, when you and I are given surprising news, we might be skeptical. No, that can't be right. Let me Google that real quick. Let me look it up on the internet. <laughs> uh, but you know what? God is not threatened by our skepticism. In fact, I think he welcomes it. In verse 15, the shepherds respond to this overwhelming event. The glory of God shone around them. They were greeted by a heavenly MC and treated to a mind-blowing concert, however brief the song may have been. The shepherds go and see for themselves what had been sung and spoken to them. I'd like to think that they were more humble and hopeful than skeptical. But regardless of what motivated them to head to the place where Jesus was, they went. Because they did, we have a record of what they did afterward. Luke 2, 16 through 20. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had, had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Friend, when you get good news, don't keep it to yourself. The shepherds spread the word and glorified and praised God. Each song, or after the song, there was a response. All right, little history lesson, non-biblical. Happy birthday. I sang it earlier in the sermon. Now, I'm not saying happy birthday to you. I don't think anybody out here has a birthday today. But I want to tell you, I found some interesting information about this song you may not know. The song, Happy Birthday to You, it's actually been a hot-button issue in movies and TV shows over a number of decades. Uh, while the rest of us could feel free to sing it full, free of charge at our niece or nephew's or grandkids' uh, birthday celebration, did you know film and television had to make some adjustments if they wanted their characters' birthdays to be celebrated by their friends and families through song? Why? Well, because a music company said... It owned the rights to this song. Other businesses, such as restaurants, decided not to risk getting sued. You may have been to like a Chili's or a Applebee's once for your birthday, and they'd sing some made-up song that's not happy birthday uh, just to celebrate your birthday. 
they decided it wasn't worth getting sued, so they wrote their own songs for their guest special day. But finally, in 2016, a U.S. district judge ruled that the company who said they owned the rights actually didn't own the rights to the song, that it was public domain or free use. So from here on out, anyone could use the song Happy Birthday to You. Uh, the company also paid back $14 million to those who had licensed the song from them. Um, we might not think much of this, but music is big business. And those songs that help us think and feel and celebrate are usually the most profitable. Happy Birthday to You is said to come from Patti Smith Hill and Mildred J. Hill in 1893. Patti was a kindergarten teacher who wrote the tune for her class. And one other interesting tidbit about this song is Happy Birthday to You lyrics were actually an alternative second verse. The original song was Good Morning to All. It was like a, like a circle time kindergarten class song, if you've ever been to kindergarten before. So uh, when, when the sisters wrote this song, that's what they were planning on it. And, uh, and Happy Birthday was just an alternative uh, verse. This Christmas time, how will you celebrate? Will it be with song? Will it be with friends and family? Decorations? Gifts? Tons of food? Perhaps watching those traditional Christmas movies that you pull out once a year? What if we took some cues from Mary, Zechariah, and the shepherds? Like Mary, we recognize our humble state. We give God praise for choosing to use us to share the gospel. Like Zechariah, we rejoice in God fulfilling his promises in the present, and we also broadcast hope. We're sure of what God will do, not just what he has done. Or perhaps our celebration is like that of the shepherds. No, they didn't sing as far as we know. That was the angels, but they responded just the same. They sought what, they had, been, what had been told to them. Then they couldn't keep the baby announcement to themselves. They repeated and broadcasted that a savior has been born. They might have even tried to sing a couple notes of glory to God in the highest. But or we could be like the shepherds, so filled with the gospel that it just spills out of us. And when it does, others in our proximity just might get wet. And that's a good thing. We are going to conclude today by singing a song together, the first Noel. You have the lyrics in your uh, bulletin today.